I'm extremely excited for this VOD in Elul. I'm excited both about the topic that we're going to be dealing with, and I'm excited about the structure of the VOD. We have four sessions until Rosh Hashanah, and I want to be very directed, maybe more direct than we sometimes are, and that I've been trained to be with the VOD. A VOD sometimes can go around in all different types of places and things, and being that there are only four times over L, I think that would not do the trick. And we want to really cover a big part of this Sugin topic in each of the four Vadim that we have. We're going to be talking about Dan and Likavskus judging favorably. Why now? Well, all Elul was, of course, a lead up to Yemei Hadin. All men, all people, all humans come in front of a Kaddish like sheep, a different Pshatim. We're coming in front to a din. Kiva, Kiva Lishpot Aretz Hashem comes to judge the land. Ready or not, here he comes. He's coming. Another four weeks or so, it's going to be there. Now, there's so many ways to get ready for this Mishpat. There's so many ways to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, Ava, Yira, practical, Kabbalahs, uh, many, many different ways. Oman. But one of the greatest, most sensible, most real ways is to be cognizant that there is a real judgment coming and we can move to make that judgment more favorable for ourselves than by side just generally doing Torah mitzvahs, which obviously helps. You know, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, I don't want to get into my locus over here, but used to find out things about the referees who were refing his games beforehand and he would drop things to them pre the game. I heard about your kid, tell him I said hi, things like that. All to get the judge, to, the ref, judges to see him more favorably. Because he knew that would being chummy with the judge would make it harder for the judge to call him out on what's called fouls in basketball and get other people fouling him, etc., and and bring the judge over to his side. Can you imagine? And that was that was part of what made him great, because he was Put himself into the game, even though he was so talented, you know, he was so practiced, even though he understood so well, but he even wanted the judge to be on his side. Well, guess what? There's a lot more important game coming up. And the judge, with a capital J, and his people, Chazal, haven't fought, taught us different ways to tilt the judgment in our favor. And we don't learn those ways at our uh at our loss, which makes total sense, right? Just a very that's a very smart way sensible, real, practical way to approach Rosh Hashanah. I'll give one example. Chazal tell us, Medrash Rabbah, that anybody has Rachmanah, someone who's full of compassion, if you're full of compassion, Hashem will be more compassionate to you. So with whatever difficulties we have, and no one can be sure about the judgment, if you're a compassionate person, you have a havtacha, you have a, a promise that God will be more compassionate than you. So who doesn't want to be compassionate during these days? Bringing it down in the Kavzchus, the judging favorably, because I'll say also, call it Don Likavskus or Kaddish Boko Don Likavskus. If you judge others favorably, Hashem is going to judge you favorably. That's our whole life. That's after 120. That's in the big judgment at the end of days. But that's the judgment, of course, in every Rosh Hashanah. So why would someone not want to judge more favorably? Here, sorry. Why would someone not want to judge more favorably? Here's your opportunity to to get a Kaddish Boko on your side. So that's why it's such a timely thing. And that's why when I was thinking over the summer, and that was, it's kind of things clicked into place to me. I said, oh, this is something that we have to do for Elul, etc. That's on a timely level. 
But besides the timeliness of it, this is an avoda gedola, great avoda for all times. In terms of its basic importance, as we'll explain why it's so important to judge favorably, and two, in terms of how pervasive it is. Importance. It's a root of so much of our behavior is whether we judge favorably or not. Is my basic gisha, my basic look at humanity, at other yidin, my coworkers, my family, my in-laws, my sisters, my brothers, my talmidim, my friends, my coworkers, my community members, is it positive? My dibur, my actions towards them will be so different. If I see people positively, so then the whole world looks different. And if I see them negatively, if I'm complaining about them, I don't see them positively. So everything's different. So it's very, and and when I see things in such a way, it makes all the mitzvahs to be so much easier. It's a lot easier not to speak lush and horror about something you see positively than to sp- not speak lush and horror about something you see negatively. That makes total sense. So so it's it's very 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 in the background and it's very important in our whole in our whole avodas benam lechaveru in all man to man mitzvahs. It's also pervasive. It's all around us. I'll give a give a very stark example. Person goes to a chasana, goes to a wedding. He speaks to no one, and he certainly didn't speak any or do anything wrong. He didn't speak any lashon hara. He didn't speak any rechilus. He didn't make any machlokas. He didn't hit anybody. He wasn't He didn't do. He didn't do onos svarim. He ostensibly did nothing wrong. So that fellow walks out of the wedding. He feels like a superhero. I'm super Jew, but there's one problem. He judged everybody to high heaven, but no one knows. But he did. The band, the chassan side that he knows, the mechutanim who he didn't even know, now he's an expert on them. The other side, the chassan, he had what to think about the chassan negatively, the kala, the friends, the yeshiva, the chassan, why they dance like this, why that, why that. Of course, the caterer, and the guy who took care of the lighting. So, so they've all passed under his judgment, and he has opinions about all of them. So it's an amazing picture. On the one hand, Noah Averis. On the other hand, he's been judging everybody negatively the whole night. So on one level, you've done nothing wrong on the Tardic level. In fact, you've been a hero. No Lush and Har. It's an accomplishment to get out of a wedding without Lush and Har. On the other lesson, on the other hand, Mamash a catastrophe. I want everybody to think about that. That's just an example. It's Mamish all over. Every day in every situation, we're judging. We're ju- we're judging. Who do we want to be friends with? Who do, who, how do we look at people? Is this a place we want to dive in? Part of it is something we have to do. So if we don't learn how to judge favorably, our whole our whole Avodah Hashem is off. It's also important to speak about this we were just Maramas to, because it's not out there. When we hear shmuz about Lashon Hara or Machlokas or something like that, we can look at ourselves and say, hey, do I speak Lashon Hara or do I not speak Lashon Hara? Here, it's in your head. It's the courtrooms of the mind. There was a book once called the courtroom, I think, courtrooms of the mind. So I can think that I'm 100% with people. I don't make anybody offended. I don't say Lashon Hara. I don't make Machlokas. I don't offend people. So we think we're 100%, but really we're still way off. So those are some of the reasons why it's such an important topic. All Torah, all Ben Amalchavero is related to it, will come out from it. It's pervasive. It's everywhere. And it's also something that if we don't bring it up to the surface and look at it, we can be bad at it our whole lives and not even realize it, as opposed to other things where an angry person eventually is going to run into his anger and someone will show him there's being too angry, but you're 
being a judgmental, not donning lechavskus person. So, so those are some of the reasons besides the timeliness that's so important to get into. So where do we start? So that was just a little bit of an introduction to know it's always important when we start a VOD, when someone starts anything in life, why is it important to go into it? Why is it worth spending? Why is it worth me preparing these VADIM? Why is it worth it all of you uh, listening to these VADIM? Why is it worth any of us to do the Kabbalahs about this VADIM? So I think we've made a good argument for why it is so important. I'm happy everybody's here. Where do we start? How do we get better at it? Why do we don the Kavskus? I think the starting point is, and this is part of what I'm excited about, and this is maybe different than I've approached the topic in the past, is huh? Aaron, how we view Jews. In the halachic sugya, and there is a halachic sugya that's spoken about in Rishonim, Chavetz Chaim, there are tzaddikim, there are beninim, there are Rishayim, there are people that are beyond reproach, that no matter what they do, kind of we always try to see them, they're beninim, which sometimes this, sometimes that, they're, they're Rishayim, the one is allowed to assume they do make uh, mistakes, etc. And they're totally different dinim. We're not going to deal with that right now, but I want everybody to know that's such a topic. Uh, before speaking about how we see Jews, I want to debunk one of the big barriers to a thinking person in this topic. We often think that Daniel Likavskos, judging favorably, means that no one ever makes a mistake. And I walk through life with rosy-colored, not, not realistic glasses. And for a lot of people, myself included, that understanding throws us off. Because we have a nagging feeling this is foolish. People make mistakes. Not everybody's perfect. Right, people do wrong things. They're former people. They're less from people. They're people who daven in a more serious way. The people daven in a less serious way. They're minyanim we would want to go to. They're minyanim we would run away from. Right? We hear these stories where maybe it's like Bradichev, and maybe we respect him, but inside we roll over, roll our eyes a little bit about it. Was he really so tzimimistic? We know there are mafurish places, and we're supposed to know the good guys and the bad guys. As I mentioned, halacha itself recognizes different categories. There are tzaddikim and, and halacha. There are beinim halacha. There are halacha surrounded. It's not not something that's not 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 known. Before some bitzikusam, many halachas relate to who some something called a someone an eid echad. Someone a, a single witness can sometimes be totally believed if he's a person beyond reproach. The pasuk tells us v'shavdim reisim, and you will sit in the future and see bein tzaddik bein. Tzadik Rashi, you'll see between the Tzadik and the Rashi, being Ovid between the one who worships God and the one who doesn't worship him. Chazal famously say the one who worships him is the one who owns 101 times and the one who sees 100 times. So Chazal tells us, look, check, see the difference between someone who chazered 100 times and 101 times. Our basic sense of truth supports this, right? For me personally, my exposure to my Gregor Bain of many decades supports that. I heard a lot of critique from them about people, about different things, right? A lot. And I grew a lot from that. So what's up? So there's definitely a topic, a sugya, of where and when I assume someone makes a mistake and someone doesn't make a mistake. But where we're going to start the Vod, there's a whole separate other part of the sugya of Daniel Lechav's Chus that exists irregardless of whether someone made a mistake or not. And that's where we're going to start. And we can look at someone and say that actually this person didn't do the Ratzon Hashem. He wasn't right. What he did was not the right way to act. But there's still a lot of room for Don Likavskos. And I think that when we start from this place, we can start him with a lot more clarity and confidence. It's not necessarily a topic of nebulousness 
and non-clarity for silly people. This is all about clarity, and it starts with undeniable truths. Let's start with the wrong way to see someone who made a mistake. This person made a mistake. He spoke Lashon Hara, comes late to shul, maybe Harley Davins. He doesn't have any kavana. He doesn't learn. And you see these things. Now, one can see that and be cognizant and say, you know, this is not the person I want for a kavusa, and say, make this step. He is a nothing. I am Mizalzel, the Erko. How do you translate Mizalzel, Ar? Denigrate. I denigrate him. The mistake turns into de- denigration, right? Or the many mistakes, the lower level, the type of Jew he is, the type of part group he's part of. I denigrate that yid. He doesn't have worth in my eyes. Is this clear? Is it a clear starting point? This person, because of the bona fide mistakes I see in his action, is denigrated in my eyes. What's the proper perspective? Okay, so one of our, our Rebbe for a lot of the L is going to be the great Sadiq Ritzi Meyer Silberberg, who I, like many, think is one of the true gifts to the generation. He has a whole book on Donald Kavschus. Yeah. And he says some shocking things. And he says a chapter, he brought something out to me, which was in, he says it just in a few lines. And it's a concept which I thought about before, but when, when something clicked when he said it, and then we're going to try to explain this, and it's very important everybody kind of really tunes in, and I don't want to, I, want, I hope everybody's going to be inspired, but more than I hope everybody's going to be a little bit educated and reflect on this truth and think about it and see why it's true and assimilate it, absorb it, and bring it part into your thinking, as I hope I do also. Because really, this is a, this is a, this is a, 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 um, a crucial point in whether you're going to go with it or not. So you have to either be with me or against me here, <laughs> so to speak. Yehudi Humali Kedusha. Says R. T. Meyer. I'm reading exactly his words. He's full of Kedusha. Mali Tara, full of purity. Mali Shifas Ritzonus. He's full of religious desires. Full. Now, I want you to think right now about someone you think is the furthest thing don't think about Sri Meyer. Don't think of the Rav Yeshul, right? Don't think of your tzaddik friend. Don't think of the biggest masman in yeshiva, right? Don't think of the most assiduous dafyomi learner you know. I want you to think about someone who doesn't seem to be interested in Avodah Hashem at all. It could be a kid off the derech. It could be someone chiloni. It could be someone who's just, you know, missing it in life all over the place, non-directed. Tavinu, that is who he's talking about. That person that we denigrate for understandable reasons is Mali Kedusha, he's Mali Tara, he's Mali Shi'ifos Veritsonos, full of them. Now, what's the problem? Now, this is that, that I've heard that idea. We've all heard that idea, Pinto Lid. But he, here's, here's where he clinched it for me. And then I saw the truth of it, and I got to a certain level of intellectual clarity. I hope I can think about it more. Well, together we can all grow in this, but this is where you have to get to this intellectual clarity. Yes or no? If it won't be for his yetzer, including his bad habits, including maybe his addictions, including all the things that have been blocking him, if a Kaddish would take them away, he would look like Tzimayr himself. 
He would look like the greatest Hasidic Rebbe you can... This man wouldn't... This guy, that person, that kid, boy or girl, off the OTD, who looks totally lost. It just there's a lot of junk that's a, that's that's been gathered up because of because of who knows what. Maybe he was abused, and maybe he just got into bad habits, and maybe there were kids, maybe he was bullied, and maybe fifty other things, or maybe not. Maybe he's just lazy, and he's been maybe he's been seeing things he shouldn't be seeing. We don't know why, but the point is at the at the shorish, if I can get off all those layers, push him away, then he'll be running to the marshal. He he wouldn't let go of a gemara. He would be davening three hours. Pull me after me, I'll run after you, Hashem. Just like he was in Egypt. Think about it. Klaus was on the lowest level. Sharnun. Right? They were approaching Sharnun, the lowest, lowest level. The place that there was no, as we all know, if they would have stayed in Mitzrayim, think about it. If they would have stayed in Mitzrayim another minute, it was over. They were over the Avodah Zarah. They were about to be lost. Gone. But then when Hashem turned to them, they ran after God without dust. We ran, we ran after Hashem. So there's such an unbelievable picture. This is what a Yid is. Yeah? A dog is a dog. Behema, bama. What you see is what you get. Behema, ba, bez hey, mem hey, ba, ma. What it is is what it is. There's nothing more to it, right? Don't the evolutionists blow your mind? That's what they are. Maybe Gus talks a little bit. Maybe they communicate. A dog is a dog, and a behema is a behema. But a yid would be a malach mamish. There's a story of the Babavar, which I like to say over. I actually, just checked it. Let's uh, do a little quickly, but. The Baba, but there was a. You know, now we see Hasidias, which are very developed, and they have big shuls and you know multiple shuls, massive shuls in Eretz Yisrael, bells, ger, visions, etc. After the war, they were building up, you know, and the Baba sometimes had to scratch to make a minion. A certain a clean-shaven fellow came in, and Baba said, "You look Jewish." He said, "I look Jewish." He said, "Yeah, come in." This is the way I just checked the story, and he came in and he started davening. Even was a chazan. And he told him to down for the Amud. Next week he came again, next Shabbos, and then next week he didn't come. And the Bavavar told, Shlomo said the son Naftali to look for him, and the fellow was smoking at Shabbos on the park bench. So he came back to his father. This is Barak, the story. And his father said, he said, you know, Tati is smoking. He's not smoking. He said, Tati, I saw him, he's smoking. He's smoking. He's not smoking. He said, tell me, he He said, no, he's not smoking. So went back and forth. Finally said to him, the Nazis are speaking, they're smoking. The Nazis are smoking. That's the point. And it says 45 years later, an Alter Yid came to him, uh, to the to the Holy Bavavar, and uh, and he invited him to, to be Masader Kedushin. And he said, I'm not Masader Kedushin anymore, but I'll come to the Shev for the Shev Brachas or to a Shev Brachas. And he turned to his son. He said, I told you, see, it was the Nazis. Look, that is the point. That's such a beautiful story, but that's the point. It's the Nazis. It's always something that's, it's always something else. By the way, Rabaran Leib, the great Gadol Ador, who was an amazing Ishkinach, used to always say, there's no, there's no bad child. There's a nice expression in Hebrew. He's a bad kid. He's not a bad kid. But here's the point I want everybody to see. It's, this is not, this is not Shangri-La, rosy dozy just put a, put a nice, this is not being optimistic. If you think I'm being optimistic, then you're not getting the whole point of the VOD. 
we're not talking optimism. We're talking truth. So that's why you either have to buy it or not buy it. Because if it's a, it's not optimism. So that's that's why I was so happy when I saw this Tumai because it gave me this certain this certain intellectual freedom to say, you know what, people are making mistakes. But to denigrate them then and to not see their value and their worth is missing the point because their shorush is so great. I want to share another piece from Tzimayr. Listen, listen to how he says it. Someone who really thinks like this, and this is how he thinks, this man. You have to keep going over this. Hapnimis shall you The inner life of the Jew who gdola blishir vasov. There is no end to it. And he understands, believe me, Rasimai knows a lot of kids off the derech. I know, I've heard of kids off the derech who the only person they speak to is him. The only one they relate to is him. He knows what's going on. Everybody talks to him. He's not a, he doesn't live in an ivory tower. He lives, uh, you know, he lives somewhere that you and I don't live, but he knows what's going on. Right? And he knows how to be against things also. Not a pushover. The big, the most you want to build up a chisar. This guy is an angry person. He doesn't have a muna. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Put on the biggest microscope you want on him. I mean, the biggest uh, is the microscope. All of those chasronos don't get to the smallest level of the smallest yid. And when you learn to think like this about other Jews, who my friends are like they're they're like shemus akdoshim. You kevavke. This is this is this is this is kel. This is gadol. This is gibor. My friends, I'm scared of them. Who am I around? I'm pushing with sefer Torah. I'm with sefer Torah. Every year is a sefer Torah. I emphasize again. He's not talking about him. People like him. He's talking about every yid, us also, but not just. He's talking about kids off the derech. When Ritzimayek sees kids off the derech, he feels that he's sitting with Sifrei Torah. It's pushing as a schus that I can speak to my friend. Any word that comes out of his mouth, right, it's, it, it sanctifies me. He's a, he's a, he's a son of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He has an ishama that's a, that's that's godliness. Inside, I know he's I know he I know he's covered up. I know there's garbage there. You know, Tzvi Meyer is one of the biggest fighters. He doesn't even like ways. <laughs> he doesn't like ways, believe me. He's like so against the internet. He knows what's going on, you know. But but okay, that's ways. Get, get that out. But the yid, the yid, that's he's not ways. He, he's he's on fire. He, he's this is how he talks. I, I can I can talk to kids like this. I can talk to them. My 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 relatives, my the people I deal with. I I live with people like this, like my, my kids. You know, my kids. I have to schlep out for shachris. I li- I'm zocher to be with such people. Unbelievable. Yeah. My davening gets accepted because of them. I can learn with them Torah. I can say good morning to a yid. It's so inspiring how he talks. Right? And he answers me? A yid answered me? Somewhere else, I think, I forgot, I couldn't find it. Somewhere else, he says, you, you could sit there. You could shake when you speak to a yid. I emphasize again. He's not talking about Gedolim. For sure Gedolim. 
Obviously, it's not talking about Tamil Chacham. Obviously, Tamil Chacham. It's not even talking about from you. He means that's it because that's the point. The point is beyond all the things. That's the point. There's no bad kid. There's a kid that's bad. There's no bad year. There's a year that's covered with lots of good. And he's covered with lots of good. And believe me, Tzimayr wouldn't tell his children to hang out with 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 some of the some of them, etc. And he's not a fool. And he wouldn't believe me. He wouldn't let some things into his base matters. That's practically. I have to live my life in a practical way. But what's my look on other yidden? What's my starting point? Who am I dealing with? Okay. He might be doing. I hope everybody sees why this is such an important starting point. Well, we'll explain more a little bit now, right? Until now, Dunning Cuff's plus for me was more sterile and surgical. Yes, in a very, not in a very. Yes, no, yeah. Between mystic or not. Now he's doing the wrong things, but I'm not evaluating him because I'm so, I have such a sense of who he is beyond that. That I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna denigrate him. I'm not gonna mazalzel on him. So the cholesterols, they're they're thirsty. Yidden are thirsty. Now, let's take Rutsimayazi Sod and, and and bring it down a little bit. It helped me in three or four different ways. One, we're not saying everybody's doing the right thing. Right? Two. I have a new understanding, and here's the point I'm emphasizing, a solid intellectual understanding. Now, it's based, obviously, on the intellect that we believe that Yid and R have a neshama, they have a soul, and all that, right? But these are ideas, everybody knows the idea of a soul, and we all heard the idea of Pintel Yid, we've all heard the idea of the Nazi story strikes a chord in all of us, right? That's So that means, don't be emotional now, just don't be inspired, intellectualize that story and make something out of it, that Bubba story. And once I see it in this light, so it makes sense to me that great things will pour out of them. Have you ever been surprised by someone? We shouldn't be that surprised by it. Of course, great things are going to seep out. A neshama, who's covered up with guk, and now he gets stuck and something can be more. Of course, I'm waiting for that. It's like, if you will be, everybody knows, like, I like sports. You know, I was a big basketball player. Right, so imagine you saw like a young hyper talent, but something's on his mind. So, what are you doing as a coach? You're just waiting for him to come out. You're just waiting for him, and when he starts playing as he should, I'm not surprised by that. I saw the talent in this kid when I recruited him to the college. Uh, maybe he's having problems with his girlfriend. Maybe he's flunking. Maybe some something's on his mind. He's not doesn't have nutritious. There's stuff that's covering up. He's not performing, but I'm waiting and polishing until something's going to come because I know who he is. I know the potential. I know this, the next Michael Jordan is sitting there. The next Messi is sitting there. The next Tom Brady is sitting there. <laughs> it's going to come out. When's it going to come out? That's how we have to look at it. So I'm not surprised by the great things they do. I won't see consistency because of all the battle, but that there's going to things that can shine from him. Those should not be surprising to me. And by the way, one more point, we have to stop soon, but this is even more true today. Listen to this. And this is so really the source of this idea is in that result. We don't understand, says Ritzimayr, it's beyond us to understand the level of every yid. The Yetzer covers up from us there with all types of things. It's the Yetzer horror, which doesn't want us to see the yid for what they really are. That's all Yidin. 
and he's writing Tavshin Samach Aleph. That was Samach Ayin Pei, right? 22 years ago. This was written 22 years ago. That was a Tavshin Samach Aleph, and everything's going to say is a lot more like today. Today's Yedim? Malachim, Srofim, Tzadikim, Midaris Kodmim. The earlier generations couldn't touch the Yedim from today. Because there's such as Gabras of the Shar Nun. There's so much negativity back going on in the world. And we're because he knows all that. Our hearts are less, our brains are less, everything is less. Because Shval Shval of the world outside looks so messed up. We see so many Yidin who want to be close. Look around your shoes, open up. I see I see teenagers today. I think they're the heroes of the Jewish people. You know, they're not doing things that 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 that, that the kids are doing. They're heroes because they're standing up to so much. When you can have a whole cesspool, you can have all the Paris in your pocket and you turn away from that and kids are turning away and a girl is sneistic, at whatever level she can be, sneistic, even she looks a little bit more modern. These are heroes of the Jewish people. So, so, so Meyer, and again, that the Shorish of that, I don't have time right now. That's my mission. Arizal who wrote in his time. And Kosh came today. What we're Kleistros today, again, it doesn't mean that we're smaller, but but in a certain way, we're a lot bigger. So so let's just give a quick review of today's Yusotas. And we'll talk about the Kabbalah. It's a hard thing. What, what, what do we do practically here? Let's see. So Daniel Kavskos starts with perspective on Yidin. Not right or wrong. Specifically, they can be wrong. But there's a whole Indian past that. Number one. Two, Yidin are on fire. They're just covered with a lot of gook. And really, we should shake in front of them. And it's my biggest schuss. He'll talk to Yidin. Right? Now, three, when this is real to me, I'm not at all surprised by the great things they do. And I less assume they do wrong things. I meant to say before also, right? It's also going to be part of it. Eventually, it is going to get related to that also, right? Because they're great people. It's hard for me to see that they're doing negative things because there's the gook, but there's the panemius. So the panemius is going to seep out. And a lot of what I thought was negative won't be negative. We'll talk about that more next week. Okay, so the Kabbalah is two-part. First off, like I said, and I've emphasized again and again, because there's a lot of inspiration and I'm not trying to be inspiring. I hope it was also inspiring. My goal today, friends, is not inspiring. It's to educate. And you have to, the first, you have to, you have to cross this Rubicon with me or not. You know what I mean? I hope you do, but it's a choice you have to make. Can I, it's a challenge. I don't mean every time we see it, but do I see that, yes, since you didn't have a neshama, and since Chazal tell us that it's and since we've stood up to, to so much over, and since we're still standing up, and all the, all the things that we know, we have to accept that, that the Yid is Kulo Kaddish, Kulo Tahar, with a lot of gook, and not not that. Okay, that's the first thing. You have to get that perspective and understand Nafkaminas of that are that he will do good things. And some of the things I see as negative won't be negative because there's this there's this fire burning in him which wants and him and her to do good things. Now, th- next thing is, is once we take that step, I want you to try to take three people you know. One who is outstanding to you, one who is mediocre to you, and one who is substandard. And see if a little bit you can try to like flatten the curve between them and see all of them in the same light. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know what I mean? That as opposed to the normal way we see it, which is, you know, oh, he's really good. He's okay. He's bad. See if we can kind of, you know, can we can we tr- kind of try to that's the second step. Can we kind of like try to see them all together? And see there's a certain hidachdud. 
and who they are. Okay, I have to fly. It's been a pleasure. I hope, uh, I think it was, a, it was a, we dove deeply into the sugya, and I hope everybody will give our heart and uh, a heart and mind to this topic. And Bezrat Hashem will do great things over Elul. Shalom, shalom, chodesh tov.